Another episode of Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast is here, heading into a, uh, a midweek game here for LAFC. As we always like to do, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It certainly helps. We have big plans for this coming ahead. But right now, we're talking to LAFC. Vince LaRosa, Max brought us here, and um, we will talk about the game. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. And we'll preview Dallas. Or do people even want to hear us talk about the game? Right? Do we? Do you think we get any hate listeners that are like, "All right, mixed result for LAFC. Let's let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna hate listen to Bredos and Vince because they're just gonna they're just suckers for the club and they're homers. Do you think we we've got to have a few of those, right? I would say so. And like, no matter what we say, what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? <laughs> yeah. Well, another excuse. But I, I always come into this. I'm like, should I go? Is there like a week I should go full heel and like just chop off every LAFC player's head and be that guy or should I just keep doing, being me be you but I, I, I'm always worried about what we discuss here because there's there's good and there's bad uh, there was it was a celebration on Saturday there's no doubt about it people right. were in great spirits um, the the first game at full capacity and I, I think that's probably a better place to start as uh, that's where that I started the, that I was started chronological my- and that's where I started my day was in the tailgate. So yes, did you. It was great. Tailgate, tailgate was fantastic. I, I got there a little bit late. We're always going to be there late because people were starting at 8 a.m. Uh, it was uh, someone said something to me very when I walked over there. Uh, one of the supporters go, we love it when you come over here. He goes, we get the feeling people are w- w- worried to come over like it's a uh, it, it's they would not be welcome. And that is the uh, a complete 180 degrees away from how it really is. If you are a supporter and you're arriving at the game, you are encouraged to go to the tailgate. You will be welcomed. You will be offered food and beverage. And I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a good scene. There's music. There's families. Mm-hmm. So don't be discouraged to go over there and check it out. And I, we'll, we'll send them to just if you need a starting point, go to Defenders of the Bank and they'll sort you out. Yeah, it's a good place to start. Good place to start. And then you can learn it. Those especially, guys are always welcome. Especially if you enjoy drinking out of a shoe. I know you have deep thoughts about drinking out of shoes. Very just get you gotta it out. do it properly. Just get it out. So uh, Philly, who does some stuff here for 110 Football of the Defenders of the Bank, I saw him uh, on our broadcast, a report by Jerry, and he you usually drink the shoey, as he calls it. I call it shoot the boot, which back to my rugby playing days where mm-hmm. you pour the beer into the shoe and then consume it out of the shoe. That's the whole premise. But he was putting a can into the shoe, drinking it out of the can, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Do you suspect that it's because he does not want the taste of his shoe or doesn't want to ruin his shoe? Because I feel like it ruins your shoe, too. It does ruin your shoe, and you don't well, want the taste of the of shoes? shoe. How but if you don't want to ruin your shoe and you don't want the taste of the shoe, all right, then well, don't drink out of your shoe. All right, Daddy Warbucks over here. How many shoes do you have? Well, I think the, the idea is... <laughs> the idea is I, That reference it. was so good. The I idea is to save Daddy Warbucks' dated reference for sure. It's a hard knock life yeah. for us. It's um, the idea is save it for special occasions. Ah, and you're supposed to drink drink it from a really beat up shoe that's had a sweaty foot in it for a long time. Well, okay, so so that you can gross co- people out. What is the type of drink that you should be putting in there? And a beer because it's a beat up shoe. Is it? Are we talking like an oak barrel situation? Is this kind of to age? To age that beer to make it a, you know a little bit better tasting in your no, shoe? No, it's going to taste terrible. Oh, okay. Uh, I once, back in our rugby playing days, you would have to drink it if you got a song wrong or something, or you mm-hmm. did something wrong, or you're the worst player of the game. 
And Who had to drink the most in your rugby days? Were you a, a I was, uh, frequent? Were, did you frequent the I shoot? I try to uh, avoid it, but I would shoot do it. Shoot the boot. We had a teammate on one of my, this is going to sound bizarre, but he had a prosthetic leg and it had a cup where his knee would go in. And then because his shoe was attached to the prosthetic, we would drink out of the cup of the, the leg. And it was a perfect fill, but then you taste his sweaty knee nub. He thought it was hilarious. There's nowhere to go from there. It tasted. <laughs> we probably, the podcast, it was truly disgusting. This, I, is a, this is a record for the Max and Vince podcast. It's, it's wrapped. We're done. I think that's it. I did that once, and I made sure not to screw up again because I did not want to drink out of the, the knee holder. So I have nothing to add to there. I'm actually now. Don't drink out of your shoes. Don't I am, I am shoes. now regretting that I brought this up. So uh, <laughs> it was a celebration at Bank of California Stadium. Tailgate was good. I, for one, was... Everyone, we, we kept saying uh, return to full capacity. That was the ver- mm-hmm. the vernacular. And I was, okay, I, I get it. But I know having conversations, there's going to be people that are going to be a little worried about going from here to there from like 30% capacity to full capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone through a lot over the last year. And uh, to, to come back, uh, there's going to be some trepidation. But I, I was walking where we recorded uh, the pregame show for 110 Football. And we're walking through free play, and I walked out, and I was like, what's it going to look like? And I saw it. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's not a complete sellout, but it, it was the, the north end was completely packed. Most of the ends, there were some people on the concourse walking around, and there was those moments of the game where it was absolutely electric in there. Yeah, I felt I felt all those things. I, I think uh, I, w- I went out to the tailgate and had a lot of fun. I, I saw so many, too many people to name. Like, I wish I could name every single one of you that I saw and got to hug. Uh, and we got to smile, and I could see them smile because we were vaccinated. We got to have our masks off. Um, for as many people as I got to see, I feel like I missed a lot of people, too, because there were a lot of people there. Um, but it was a little bit more reserved, which you would expect, right? It's the first one back. People kind of feeling their way through. But the joy was still there because it was really – the dancing was there. The band was really good. The food was really good. Uh Drinks everywhere. We we did not partake again, as we as our is our is is our tradition. <gasps> I I did a fakie. Oh. You threw uh, it over your shoulder. They threw me. Someone gave me a shot, and I did it. Smart. So I can't believe I admitted that, but I Look, smelt man. it and took a little sip, and then I tossed it. Every time we go there, we are blown away by how much people want to give us free stuff, um, and we're really just there to say hi. Uh, I ran into. I will say that I will call it one person. I ran into LFC Bonestorm. I love his uh, Simpsons-related meme page, yes. and he gave me a pin, yeah. an LFC Bonestorm pin, which I've been asking for for, for for forever. They finally made them. It's phenomenal. I will, it will be on my jacket. I will be wearing it on Wednesday for sure. Yeah, well, I went by the District's Ultras t- tent, the, the Lucky's tent. Uh, Fern Varela, who I, I saw twice this week, gave me a couple slices of pizza that were excess, which I ate. Oh, he managed, he managed to, to leave Party Beer Co. He shut that place down, man. Yes. I was like, Fernie, I got, I got to go, man. And he was just like, well, I run this joint, so stay here for a little bit longer. He was just holding court. He's a young man. He's going into the, the good years of his life. I know he's got some trips planned, so yep. enjoy it. Party Beer Co., check it out. Uh, highly recommend it. Great place to sit and relax outdoor there in the West Adams area. There was the rock star folks who were out there yep. giving away some some product. There was a lot of product in the press box. I took some uh, rock star product. You, you home. stacked so for people it's that are watching. It was a box with five cans. It was in a it. box with five cans, and it was an LAFC box. It was really well done. Um, Max stacked them. Up. I mean, it must have I been, did not stop lying. Must have been fifty pounds worth of rock star. There was one package. I did not take more than I was supposed to. 
So that was going. You were on downing it during the game, though. You needed an I went, extra. And I'm not an energy drink uh, guy, but uh, I did because I, I was a little, little tired there. Yeah. And it did give me a little kick. Get, get a kick you needed. I didn't drink the whole thing. Yeah, because you were strong in the post game. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I thought you did. I thought our post game was very good. I know. I was. I, I thought uh, right level of levity and yeah. uh, information. The, that, we'll continue here on on what. So the, the tailgate was great. Everyone had a good time in the stadium. Everyone had a great time. You could see 3252 put on a great show. The incredible TIFO, uh, the Bob Marley TIFO, Ziggy Marley, the Falconer. Mm -hmm. uh, Ziggy has been involved with the club on a couple occasions with some yeah. events. It's kind of cool. He's kind of like. It is. It's great. That is equity synonymous. and clout Yeah, for synonymous with LAFC now. And I know a lot of supporters are, are big fans. So uh, it's cool. You know, it's always cool when somebody cool wants to do something with your club. Um, but when it's Ziggy Marley level cool, it's just that little bit. It's just that level above. Football is freedom was the message. Mm -hmm. And uh, the song. And coincided with Juneteenth, which was a great kind of synergy of the message. Unbelievable. The IX fans sing Three Little Birds. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking that. Wouldn't that be cool if they'd say that? And we, don't to, we don't want to take someone else's thing, but I figured with Ziggy Marley, it may, could, could have made sense. Yeah. And when you hear that stadium sing that song at the, at the Amsterdam Arena, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty amazing. I think there's a lot of mutual respect between the, the support. Well, I, sh I don't know. I can't speak for the IX fans. I, they, I would hope that they could see our stadium and, and enjoy it and say that's something that they – uh, support, uh, but I do know a lot of our fans really look to Ajax as one of those teams, and the way their club is built, kind of the structure of building from within, and and youth movements, and and having people from the area be make up the team um, is something that I know that is a big goal for supporters. So I think that that's super cool. Maybe we do a little more, you know, a little more sharing of ideas between uh, club supporter groups, like we did with Dortmund and some other yeah. places. That should be picking up. Uh, the pandemic obviously put a, a wet blanket over all of that. The, it, you could see everyone was having fun inside the stadium. And the one thing that stood out, and the, the beauty of that place is with, that, with, the, with the, the roof that it has, all that noise kind of stays inside. And there was those few moments where a player did something wonderful. Obviously, the goal. Uh, which was, wasn't the cleanest goal. It kind of came off the corner, and then yeah. Steve was able to pop it in there. We would take it, but there was a big pop. But my favorite was Kim Moon Hwan when he did the little nutmeg after he came in. The whole place, like, oh, and I was like, yes. There was like six or seven of those pops yeah. that were uh, just, uh, just gave you so much nostalgia, and it brought back a little goosebumps on your arm. And uh, those were, the, those were the, the, the moments I enjoyed the most. Yeah, I think the one of the highlight, highest compliments you can say is it felt like just like being back, right? Like didn't there wasn't like we said, you know, it there were slightly less people than we're maybe used to just because we're still coming back to full full capacity. But you and I were both pleasantly surprised by how many people were in that building and how loud the building was. Uh, and like I said, it just it felt like old hat, man. You just put we just got right back to it. Now the game. Yeah, because we want to keep it for old hat. And you want to keep those people engaged. Uh, the results, obviously, not what uh, the club would like, mm -hmm. or Bob Bradley would like. It's um, it was a, a unfortunately a, a similar outcome that we've seen, not just against the Houston Dynamo, but in games in general. So I'll just point it out: we've had eight games thus far. Yes, 
I got my. <laughs> you got your stats. I got some. I got I some. So. It's very hot, hot, hot stats too. These are not. These are not next level stats by any means. It's just pointing well, out. Well, you know, you get into trouble when you go to next level stats. So just keep it. I, I, I know from experience. Just keep it baseline for us here. When we were at ESPN, when I worked at ESPN, they still do. They have a very uh, elaborate stats department, and the guys who did the stats there ended up being like these Is big it in stars. The basement? No. Oh. I mean, Chris Felica, who's now on a game a college game day. I mean, these stat guys become stars oh. with I their stats. I want to have like big wizard beards and just be downstairs and you have to use no. a candle. Oh, oh, you want a stat? Here you go. The Yankees and, have won and, and seven would, of their last eight. When, and I would hear that you would never get your stats because you didn't fill out the triplicate paperwork correctly. Yeah. Like, I just Kinda. imagine this is the place. So uh, as uh, the stats are, are the lifeblood of many ways, although you, you don't want to overstat it. You know, you don't want to come in too hot. But these are very, this is very basic. Look, so, we've always said this. It goes with the eye test. But I, what do you got? Four games for LAFC of the eight where they had a lead and weren't able to close it. They've had leads in games that they won. Mm-hmm. The two games that they did win against Austin FC in the opener and then the Colorado Rapids. That's it. Two wins. Okay. So for, Twice for, against Houston. Four other instances in which they've dropped points. Yes. So LAFC... Obviously, on the weekend, um, 50th minute goal was a 58th minute uh, equalizer against Houston. I, I, I can't read my scribbling. LAFC, 56th minute goal, New York City FC equalizer in the 70th. They would come on to win it. Uh, earlier in the year, 55th minute goal from LAFC, 57th minute equalizer from Houston. And then against the Sounders, Second minute goal, mm-hmm. the Edward Atuesta free kick, 54th minute equalizer. That's a little bit of the departure, but the other three you would see, they score and concede quickly. The two Houston games, eight minutes later and then two minutes later, there is this, I mean, there is a situation. The big situation is not scoring enough goals in comparison to what LAFC have done in the past. But another one here, now that you know you're not scoring goals, is you're taking the lead and you're letting the response come very quickly. Yeah, it's a lot. It, that actually turned out to be a better stat line than I, I gave I know, it credit I, I for. I know, I really like that because actually when you consider what you just said, so that's three draws from winning positions and a loss. It's between six and eight, six and nine points that you've dropped that you should have had, that you could have had. Um, six and nine points puts three And puts three LAFC, of those four games at home. Yeah, six or nine points puts LAFC uh, securely from ninth place, probably up to third or fourth. I'm going to guess. I don't know right off the top of my head. So, which is more consistent with probably the talent, a lot of the things that we've seen. But at the end of the day, they have, to your point, not been able to put a full game together. I, I can't, I honestly tried to go through it. I think the closest to a full match, and I would say I'm reserved on this because obviously he, he played so little in it. Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi didn't play in it. The Austin game. They, they, you know, they weathered kind of Austin's initial push. They were able to, to push back themselves, finally got a goal. The season opener. Got, yeah, got the second goal to kind of ice it. Complete performance. From there on, we have not had a complete performance, whether it be uh, not creating big chances, not finishing big chances, or we're creating and finishing, but we're giving up bad mistakes, uh, you know, like, like the NYCFC game. So, they're, again, they're, even Colorado. You'd say, well, that was a pretty good, complete performance. Yeah, still a pretty messy goal that you gave up. Yep, it was a little nerve-wracking at the end as well. And I I truly believe the goal that Houston scored 
uh, as we were talking about in the postgame, it didn't come off uh, a really bad mistake or anything. It kind of came from the flow of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally avoidable, though. Uh, totally in, avoidable. In, in different instances of the play. That's the, I think that's the... This, that's what this season's been. It's been so frustrating to say, like, good, 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 bad, 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 good, bad. And it's like, uh, I can't make sense right or wrong of this team right now. Right. Well, it's one, it's one avoidable goal. It didn't happen later where they were going to get another one. Houston did press a little uh, in, the, in, the, in the last few minutes. Well, right off the kickoff, they went right back down and almost yes. took the lead. That, was, that, that stood out. So, I mean, but it's those avoidable moments. There's a small patch of them that you would like to say, if we can avoid it, we get it. And this is the reality. Yes, we'd love to see LAFC win 4-1 or, or 3-zip. If they come out a 1-0 victory here, mm-hmm. Do you notice how many times I could find different words for nil? I'm doing very best to get rid of that out. You're not going to say nil ever. I'm not going to say nil ever. Zero. I like to go zero because it brings in the English and Spanish connotation because it's the same word. So uh, Can you say love? Because like in tennis, no. they use it as zero? No? Silence, okay. s'il vous plaît. That's my favorite tennis expression, just in the French Open. C'est quat, c'est quat. When they, never mind. But uh, <laughs> French Open just happened. But if LAFC walks away with a 1-0 victory... People are pumped. We're talking positively. And now we have a different tenor, a different emotion because of that one goal that they conceded. If, the, if with all reality, we would still say, hey, we have to work on this. Obviously, Carlos Vela coming out would be, and we'll talk about that here mm-hmm. in, in a moment. But if LAFC gets that victory 1-0, we're all happy. Hey, we're back on here. We have a home game on Wednesday. Let's push it through and get back to being well. Yeah, the results aren't good enough. We've we've said this, but we get called homers for for then trying to reason out what's going on. We have like an hour sh- long show that we got to fill, so you and I can't just come here and be like it's not good enough and then walk off the set. Although we've tried, uh, but it, that's not even the reality. Like soccer is a ninety minute game with so few goals, literally few goals in this game, three goals or two goals, sorry, so a couple goals. Um, there's so much other to it. Like I, I don't understand. We've been saying for ages, and I know it gets it can get a little silly, uh, the, especially the English manager. Oh, we deserve better. Eh, deserve is a weird word. However, I understand. I, love that one. Oh, I understand the impetus of what they're saying because the game comes down to these sharp few moments. But in the balance of play, and I would say this for the Houston game, LAFC were the better team. Fifteen shots total, five on target. Uh, Houston three shots total, two on target. Uh, you know, not to go too crazy on the stats, but the XG was, exp- it was like 1.8 for LAFC to point two. You love your expected goals. Well, it tells you how much big chances you were creating. Because, but ultimately, I will say this: it's a disappointing result because of one, uh, an avoidable goal, and two, despite that, you had chances to win the game and you did not. Now, I w- I could crest that and say, well, at least we're creating big chances, which in other games I've seen them not been able to really get off shots where they're maybe taking only ten shots. So that's that's the positive view. The negative me that wants to go down the negative road sees a team that, to the point, has not put together a 90-minute performance and continues to find ways to give up leads and give up goals as opposed to finding the ways to dominate. I literally wrote my notebook. I think I, like, I, 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 like, I take little notes and I'll sometimes timestamp them just to kind of give an idea of where, when I'm writing this. And I wrote like 57th LAFC needs to, take, needs to double their advantage. Basically being like, this is a nervy game at 1-0. I felt like you got a set-piece goal. Come on, let's push on from here. We broke the dam. We can start playing pretty football. And then less than a minute later, Houston equalizes. 
That's amazing. So what I'm saying is I'm a jinx, and I apologize. Yeah, no, how but, dare but, you? I mean, that's, that's how it feels, right? So that's the negative side. They, they are just some seemingly finding ways, new ways almost every week to, to concede, and this is, this, this is a problem. The substitutions, uh, obviously a big story as well. We, we go through, okay, so Sifu scores the 50th minute. Maxi Oruti in the 58th, 64th minute. Carlos Vela, Corey Baird out. Cal Jennings, Raheem Edwards in. 78th minute, Tristan Blackman came out for uh, Kim Moon Juan. So the 64th minute. Well, Car- pri- prior to that, Bryce came in right at halftime. From yes, Washington. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bryce also came in, and we'll talk about uh, the performance of those three players in particular uh, that have spent some time with the Las Vegas Lights and are now uh, getting a, a healthier load of games. And I think we saw that with Bryce Duke. Those extra games are paying off oh, in absolutely, a big way. Oh, absolutely. Bryce looked great. I mean, Cal was uh, kind of caught in the mix. He's active. playing a position, act, trying to be active, um, trying to exert himself, but wasn't able to quite find the, the spaces. And that's partially uh, on him and par- partially on just kind of the way the team was playing at that moment. Bryce, on the other hand, I thought he did really well, although he was kind of guilty for giving up the ball that led to the goal. Um, so again, mixed bag results, but I, I did see the confidence in Bryce Looked like a different player. Like his reactions were quick, his movement. He didn't seem to be thinking his way through the game more. So he was, he was reacting. Um, and he was, he was being proactive. Uh, he was getting into it. I, 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 one thing that I worried about when he came in and I looked at you and I said, it's interesting because Bryce and Mark do very different things. Um, I think Bryce can do a little bit of the progressing of the ball. Uh, but Mark does so much behind the ball and so much just to kind of dig you out of trouble. I thought Bryce did pretty well in, in those moments to kind of win a few balls that maybe were 50-50s, win a few tackles. I, I thought that's something, a part of his game that I hadn't seen. Mark Anthony Kay, obviously busy with international duty with Canada. Uh, minutes were going to be um, at a premium, especially with a Wednesday game. You'd like to get him in there. And his confidence is pretty high because of what with Canada. I saw him at training, and he's obviously he, – I told him, he goes, I wish – we didn't have to go through this extra qualifying, but in, in in hindsight, it's probably good for our body of work as we mm-hmm. move to the next stage. And they are now into the final eight teams, and that will begin in September. But still, there was a grind. They they weren't playing in Canada; they were playing in Chicago. So for this game, yeah, so uh, it was uh, it's an interesting situation for them. But there was a lot of games and a lot on the body and mind for mm-hmm. Mark Anthony K. Carlos Vela is, it just wasn't Kind of there. in a similar boat, though, too, right? Carlos, his minutes were always going to be, we'll talk about how he played, but his minute, this was, it so, looked like a planned substitution. So people are saying, wait a minute, go, what? he's had a few games now, why is he still, or he's had a few weeks back. Yes. Why is he not getting a 90-minute in him? And we said it in our post-game show, and I think it is clearly evident with Carlos Vela. He could train and train and train for weeks and weeks. He's not going to be 90 minutes until he gets games under his belt. LAFC did not have games because of that three-week break. So we hope that we will see a the 2000, closer to the 2019 Carlos Vela mm-hmm. with games. So a run of games here Wednesday with Dallas, weekend at Sporting Kansas City, Hopefully by then we'll see Carlos Vela into that rhythm because the three weeks off obviously helped for training, but he's a guy who needs games. Yeah, he's he's of that level where he just really needs games. And also no no training is going to necessarily prepare him for the way teams are going to play against him because you just simply can't recreate that. Dal, uh, Houston was very physical with Carlos. You're not going to you're not going to push Carlos around in training, and like they they got into him, and it, it disrupts his rhythm a little bit. 
Uh, but games is what games is where you get your rhythm, right? These guys are so they're their creatures are habit. They either play every week or they play every couple of days. That's what builds their confidence. That's what builds really builds their stamina and builds the way that they can um, kind of manage these games. And to your point, you simply you just, you just don't get it in training. Like you you know you don't have a game. Like you you go as hard as you can, but there's still that in the back of your mind. You know hey, I got a little more time. You know I, I don't have to give my all because I'm going to come back here tomorrow. And we're going to put in another 90 minutes of training. Uh, so he was he looked off. Looked a little bit fitter. I thought uh, Bob made a good point. You know, we don't, if we told Carlos to play in maybe more of a languid way where he's maybe just like kind of passive player and just stand around, you probably go 90 minutes. But they think, and I agree with them, um, and I think we've seen it, Carlos is best when he's dynamic. He's moving off the ball. He's making runs. To that point, he could probably only hold, like to really put that in and to take the punishment that he does at this moment, can probably only do that for 60 minutes. Yeah, the physicality was there, but the, I, I, we'd like to see more fouls called, but it, uh, we saw that there was a couple where the ball got away from him and he got hit hard right afterwards, mm -hmm. which technically shouldn't be a foul because the ball was away. Uh, there, there was a physical nature to the Dynamo game, but look, it works. It works against this LAFC team. Uh, your eyes turn to the officials. The officials obviously can't blow the whistle all the time. Uh, you could make an argument there's probably more fouls in that game, but this is the reality of it, and expect to see more of it against LAFC as we, we look into the weeks ahead. Yeah. And this is no secret. They know this. They're well aware of this. Carlos knows it. You know, it's like they always say he never complains. He knows it's coming. I, I, I just, I, there's like a, it's just like a steps quicker from Carlos Vela you'd like to see in those instances. And I hope you could see it on Wednesday. So, uh, it's, it's a weird game. It's hard to put it on. LFC probably deserve more. We're going to sound like a broken record. They've got to be better protecting leads. They, they have chances to win it. You've got to execute mm -hmm. on those. I know the last 20 minutes with uh, Diego Rossi and uh, with Raheem Edwards and Cal Jennings, they were able to get through there again. Mm -hmm. thought Bryce Duke was winning some ball there and setting them going forward. You had those chances, as you pointed out. Well, that's why it's frustrating. The, we're now talking about the finer details because we're looking at the game as a whole. We... I don't know how many times we have to say that, but we, but we do. We wholly agree that the results are not good enough. But now let's look at the whole because uh, another good point that, that was kind of brought up in the, in the press conferences when kind of talking about adversity is people look at adversity in two ways. Ch look to change things or get better at what you do. LAFC, for, now we could probably have this argument for days, and I know a lot of people feel a certain way how, what they should do. LAFC, for right or wrong, has said, we're not really going to change much. We're, we just need to be better. Now, when I look at that game, if they're just a little bit better finishing, it's a 3-1, 2-1, 4-1 game. So maybe they're right, but I do understand that on the other side, people just go, nope, just start changing it. But what would you, I just, you've built the lineup in such a way, I just don't know what major changes. People just want to see changes because it makes it seem like you're doing something as if, even though when you decide to try to get better, you are still doing something. It's just a little bit harder to see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's fine margins here. And I, that's what I'm just trying to get across. I don't know what changes you make. I don't think you do it. You've got to kind of go. It's maybe you, uh, stylistic, not, uh, just how this team plays, maybe some finer tunings in passing and finer tunings in finishing. Which even if you were is. changing, you would still do that, right? Right. So, like, let's say to, to the change crowd, they want, I don't know, they want the team to play 4-4-2. Four, four, 
which is some people do. Uh, they want them to play low block 4-4-2. Jose Mourinho, Spurs, they want them to counterattack. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's where we're going to start with. But then what's the next things that you need from them? Oh, I'd like them to start finishing their chances. Okay, well, that's still a problem we had the other way. So what are, what are you doing that's going to... So you're telling me that instead if they sit deep and then run 70 yards every time, or not every time, the couple of times that they win the ball, that that's going to help their finishing? I don't know. And then you say, okay, well, what about better passing? Again, so you're going to tell me that you want them to be not proactive. You want them to sit, move side to side, just do that kind of like seaweed in the ocean movement that these, these low block teams do, and then still have the wherewithal to be sharp with their passes after spending so much energy just moving back. Again, if you want these changes, I understand. But let's also talk about some of the concepts that you have already agreed upon that need to be better. It's less mistakes, more finishing. I don't necessarily know that a low block is automatic. It could look for some teams that works. It could work, but I don't think it's a slam dunk as these people that are like, we'll just change it all up. Kim Moon Hwan is a, a positive run again. He's very small amount of minutes, but he's very impactful mm-hmm. there. We've spoken to the uh, the coaching staff and they, they still are, look, he's still not there. He still has a lot to do to adjust to this league, to, this, to living here in the U.S. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to see any more of that. I think some people were saying, yeah, it was great, and it was, mm-hmm. but it still looks like it's going to be small doses. I hope we can get a bigger, a, a bigger sample size here some point here in the month of July. I do as well because I see a player that has the tools. He's exciting. Uh, he's dynamic. Uh, he's a good dribbler. Uh, he's, a, he's a willing passer. But I also do see what the coaches see a little bit. There's times where he doesn't know, should he be inside? Should he be wide? Is he the one providing the width here? Is the, is the attacker providing the width? We talk about the, um, in the post game, we talked about kind of the lack of partnerships. Um, where like we really only seek, Tristan and Carlos have a really good understanding of when, someone's, when they're going to be wide, when he's not going to be, what kind of space he needs. Uh, I thought that early in the game, Marco Farfan and Diego Rossi were starting to kind of build a little bit of that, which was some slick passing around the boxes, and he was giving uh, Diego ways to do things Diego does well and vice versa. It, that takes time, right? Like Kim Moon-Wan, we, we would hope is not going to, I mean, no offense, we, we would hope is not always going to be playing on the right side with Raheem Edwards. Right at times we'd love him to be there with Carlos, and that takes time. So I'm I'm seeing that he still needs a little time to figure it out. Which is I I think that in this setup, fullback is probably the the most difficult position with the the most ideas that are given to you all at once because you you have to stitch so much of the attack together. You're one of the first to to stop transition moments. You have to be there in the buildup. You have to be just kind of a Swiss Army knife. Um, so that's why I understand that he's still learning. But yeah, I definitely see the the upside. I mean, he's fun to watch when he gets on the field. He's a burner, man. I mean, he can run. Um, he's a, and he's just he's not passive at all, and that's what I like to see because I, I you, you get players that when they are learning, they're like, well, I'll just I'll hang back, I'll pick my moments, I won't do anything really wrong. He's like, no. look, man, I'm learning, but also putting himself out there. Also, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna meg this guy, and I'm gonna show you that I've got you know some some of the the talent that people saw in me when I, when I made the move out here. We saw this four match home uh, run and an opportunity to get well and hasn't really happened with uh, the now, was it back-to-back ties? Mm-hmm. About a loss no, and a tie. Loss and a tie. Loss and a tie. And now the final game coming up is Wednesday at and FC to your point, Dallas. from winning positions. From winning positions, exactly. So you could look at this much differently as we, t- we touched on the numbers. So now they wrap this 
stretch up. There's pressure, obviously, to get it. I, I would think that there is uh, some anticipation for Bob Bradley and LAC to get. All right, we have a road trip. Uh, Sporting Kansas City is going to be a tough place to play. It always is, but it's pretty favorable, you know, after that. At RSL, they've had success there. At Austin and their new park, which is going to be an event, there's maybe an opportunity Saturday at RSL Austin to keep the team on the road. And mm-hmm. we saw that from Bob Bradley in the past to get a collective going so they could spend time uh, away from the comfort areas, which they weren't able to do during the pandemic, uh, so to speak. Uh, where you know everything's getting comfortable here, but you don't want to be too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And a chance to do uh, some team bonding when you're on the road, be able to maybe visit a place together, whatever it is. We've seen it in sports, and it works in many ways. Uh, out of the homes, on a hotel, mm-hmm. with your teammates. I think that's something that LAFC could get full value out of. Before that, FC Dallas is a team struggling mightily a lot of by, by the way some, and I'm not saying FC Dallas is an elite team but teams like Toronto FC and Atlanta in the east uh really slow starts mm-hmm. uh I, I I would argue that both those markets are probably in, are even more upset than maybe the LAFC fans with what the start has looked like but uh FC Dallas has struggled and this is an opportunity to obviously put everyone in a good mood the problem is, and a lot of teams are dealing with, is playing two game, two games or three games over a seven-day period, which uh, is you've got to approach in a certain way and how you play. They were able to do, get a, a, a situation where they some players didn't go full 90 that maybe can afford them an opportunity in the Wednesday game. So it's never so easy. You look at a home game, home game, but when there's games coming in, it's the first real midweek situation for LAFC. So how do you approach that? I love your point about the chance to maybe – get away, come together and bond a little bit. Because you look at this team and they're facing some adversity and they don't have those chances to deal with it other than in that moment, it seems. I know, yes, you train together. But man, can we, can we get these guys to go out and do some things together? I, I know that this weekend, uh, Poncho, Sifu, and uh, Murillo were out um, uh, at Saturday's football watching the Ecuador game. It's cool that they can do that. They literally could not do that until probably this weekend. Yep, it's very true. To get out and kind of mingle and be a part of L.A. and, and just have some experience, experiences together because we brought this up in the post game. We could talk about it a little bit here. No, no speculation, but when you have a locker room built the way that this locker room is with young players, talented players, players looking to move on, and a, a couple players that you know pretty much are going to move on. Like, we, we, can, we can say their names. Diego Rossi, Edward Atuesta, we... It's, a, it's abundantly apparent, and we know this, and not from their play, but because we've been told it. Edward Atos signs a contract that you know, keeps him from going into being able to negotiate for free. That basically now puts a, a timeline of when you're probably looking to move him. We know Diego Rossi's contract is winding down, and he's already had chances to possibly jump prior to the pandemic, got slowed down by the pandemic. This summer we know is when the bigger... So you got some guys that you know... Are heading out, and again, I'm not speculating, but I I have to imagine that the locker room needs a chance to assess that and kind of come to terms with that. And I think also a midweek game, and there's a couple midweek games coming up, is good for the players because they've trained a lot over mm-hmm. these last these three weeks. Obviously, they've yeah. trained a lot, and the coaching staff is probably trying to get those training sessions in that are specific to certain situations that they will face here, knowing full well that they'll have less training. This week, 
less training uh, on the when you're traveling and with these midweek games as well. But that, the good part of that, and LAFC have proven to be very good, and Bob Bradley and his staff to prepare the guys for those situations. And every athlete wants games instead of trainings. And now right. they get those. You Time get that, and that's out. good. Yeah, roll the ball out, play. Don't You don't have the coaches stopping and starting training. You know, you're starting to get... And it, I think this really helps Carlos in yes, the big picture. It helps Carlos. Well, the rhythm, right? Carlos just needs rhythm with his teammates. And that's, that's how and he needs games. He needs those kind of the pressure of trying to get past a, a, a guy that's trying to take him out and the, the physicality. He just needs to feel that. And when he feels that, his body will get used to it. The training is, you know, about kind of the partnerships and the sharpness for Carlos. But the games are about really where he's going to get. He's going to cut his teeth and get ready to go. Um, so, yeah, I think the midweek, it's, it is that point in the season Adversity or not, where you're probably like a little sick of hearing your coaches, right? You're like, hey, guys, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You, I know. You, make blow the pass whistle, there. you blow that make whistle the in here. my ear one more time. One more time. Yeah. You know, and so I think, it's, I think you're right. A lot of them are just like, let's figure it out. Let's, let's figure, we'll, figure it out in a game situation. Figure it out in a game situation. And that's probably going to be the best thing for them because at this moment, that's one of the other big glaring things that, that we see is we, we look at this team and we see them give up goals and they're kind of quiet. Yeah. I don't they know. They give up goals. I see a little hands on hips. And yeah, I don't know. I, look, I'm not in that team. I'm not in that locker room. D- there could be teams that are quiet because they just know. Yeah. I, I would assume like a Real Madrid team is just quiet because they're like, we've been here. We know. We don't, they don't even need to say it, right? They just kind of look at each other and it's like, you know. Uh, but I think for a young team, I, I, I don't, I'd like to see. I always love it when you, after a goal, you see that one guy going, come on, yeah. clap, come on, picking up spirits, because I think even just, uh, I keep hitting this microphone, I know Ben's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's like, come on, and it's just like that little jolt, I think, has to do something good, because as a fan, it does something good, because your head goes down, you see that, and go, all right, all right, come on, let's go get it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, uh, it, that, that's something you'd like to see. It's optics, it's, it's just all those things that you want. Uh, in a reaction because body language is very telling. And the body language wasn't great. Again, it doesn't mean that they're not going to go they after it. They still went out and had and chances to win that game. They still went after and had it. They did. To, and, and we're not saying have, they had chances to win that game. Big yeah. chances. So Wednesday, FC Dallas, Bally Sports. Check it out. Our first game there in the broadcast booth with Angela Hughley's very excited with Mark Rogantino as we have a local package which we'll be getting out to more. Uh, eyes and ears, and we're very excited about that. And in LAFC wrapping up this homestand, you obviously would love to play as home as much as you can. You want to play home as much as you can when you have fans back. Mm-hmm. At least they get a taste of a couple games there, and they can build up to it. Everyone can get back into it when they will play their next home game uh, against, was it RSL July 17th? So it's a bit of a ways off. Yeah, you got a ways off. So you really want to got to make a good lasting impression because you're going to be off for a little bit. I mean, you don't, obviously you need the points period, but you're, you got a little taste, like you said, of what it's going to be like, uh, leave, leave the fans, you know, smiling and wave, waving, yeah. waving at you as you go off on your road trip. Yeah. Uh, the goal think, is, the goal is July 17th. They come back maybe two wins out of four, six, seven points out of four games, maybe more. Yeah. And they come July 17th and everyone's doing, is feeling good. And LAC have a lot of games under their belt because games and going back and forth, it's been tricky in this season, uh, especially with the full docket, with everyone close to being healthy. Hopefully that's, this is the time where that happens. Yeah, a little bit of rhythm. Yeah. Like we, they're, they're, this is very much a team based off rhythm and sharpness. And again, those, those little partnerships, those little things that, 
between teammates that are just that you're that half a step ahead of your opponent. LAFC is big on that. I think we're starting to see it, but again, it's have not had a game where, every, where all the puzzle pieces were in the in the same spot and they were they were all together. Um, that it's gonna, is it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and the West is loaded. Well, and LAFC, ha- it's at some point there's things that they may not figure out, and yeah. they got to find different ways to win. And your glass half four or half empty in that situation because I, I, I look, you brought some stats. I mean, just some small stats, real quick. Ninth in the league in scoring, which is LAFC is never that low. We've already t- we talked about it in the pregame. They haven't scored more than two goals in any match this season, uh, but fourth in goals given up. Again, these are not super deep, high-level metrics, but if we want to talk results and the things that really matter in goals, there's reason to be optimistic because the defense is not horrible. The offense, for as much as we think it's horrible, is not. It could always get worse. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just I'm seeing things starting to be put together. I would like to see them at yeah. least for a 90-minute performance. There's always a silver lining. So as we close things up here, because I don't, th- I think we we've uh, we're pretty thorough there, right? Did I yeah. miss? I don't think we missed. I always want to check with you before I I move on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, things got back to weekend. We obviously had full capacity here. Were you able to get out? I know you spent some time with your dad. I did. I went went Uh, out with my dad. Masks are off everywhere. Even it's. I I had a a little brunch uh, after went on my my beach run Mm -hmm. and jumping in the Pacific waters, which is always gets me focused for the week. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, live music. I saw some live music being played. There was a, uh, I didn't know about it until the last minute, but there was a show at Alex's Bar with the Agrolites. It was great. The Agrolites. Kind of reggae uh, I rock know, band free I time. Like. Oh, yeah. Good, good band. Sing it. No, don't sing no, it. No, thanks. His voice is much better than mine. Uh, yeah, no, uh, happy belated birthday to all the fathers out there and to you, Max Bredos, uh, to my own father, and then, uh, you know, to all those people that maybe didn't get a chance to spend some time with their father. We, you know, we feel for you. Um, but, man, it was, yeah, it was cool to first, like, kind of, weekend where I kind of just walked around and I had a mask in my pocket if I needed it. I had a mask in my pocket. Keep your mask in your pocket. And if you're in a closed situation where people are working, put it on. Uh, But this was, it was wonderful to see in so many places. uh, Vaccine sites are up and running all over the place, certainly by the stadium. They were giving me a hard sell. I was like, I've already been vaccinated. Go do it again. I go, no, they didn't say that. I I was joking with uh, JR from Defenders. I go, you just, just get them all. (laughs) <laughs> just get them all, man. You, you, you'll, it's like every every flavor. Just get them all, and then you'll be like Thanos, and you'll be the ultimate super. By the way, you know what my son said? We were at this place, and there's people with long hair and wearing hats. Hippies? And, yeah, he goes. Bunch of hippies? Up? He called them a bunch of hippies. Like, Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> Does he even know what a hippie is? No. He goes, what's up with all these hippies? I'm like, wait a minute. Does he go, whatever, Niedermeyer? <laughs> No, he's like, oh, these kids today. I go, you're younger than all of them. These guys are in their 30s and 40s. You're 12. You don't know the reference. Yeah. Animal House. Watch it. Never never rated Animal House. It wasn't a movie I, 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 I want to watch again. Really? There's a lot of fun bits in it. I mean, look, it's one of those movies that... I get it. It's good. It was just it was one for me. It's a movie like Hot Rod where it's like somehow it's a Hot bunch Rod. of... Hot Rod. Well, Hot Rod is a bunch of sketches that somehow they were able to make into a movie. Like, they just, they drop in these little scenes where you're just like, oh, I loved that scene. Then you move on to the next one. But really, you're like, I could have, why did we need that scene? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like that's Caddyshack's kind of like that too, no? Caddyshack's like that kind of too. Like, they're like, we know that, look, this is a movie that's going to get done in three acts. Where can we have fun in between? That's basically how they do it. Okay. And then I'm they all for it. And then, and then in the end, they always just kind of go like, how do we wrap it up? I don't know. You blow up the golf course while he's trying to get the gopher? Yep. Nope. That's, a, that's, they had no ending. Come on. 
So uh, I just got to say, so this week, um, my sister and her family are driving down Utah. They're ending up in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I have my wife's going to meet them Wednesday. I I have uh, LAFC game, so I'm going to fly out Thursday morning. But now I find out I had to go to Miami to do the the combate. So I have to go there Thursday, red eye, and then Friday come back to join them again in Vegas for a day, just so they can drive back to LA. Is this the, is this the, this is going to be a, this is what I'm terrified. This is going to be a gnarly week for me, but it's a lot of, a little enjoyment, but a couple of plane rides and this whole American airlines thing. Guess who I'm flying on both uh, all those legs. American airlines. American airlines. Yay. So, uh, I, it could be a very long week for me. You are another dated reference. You're like the modern day Clark Griswold. I feel like you're trying to stitch all this family time together. Well, but with a lot going on. This is the th- my sister. She plans things years in advance. And I'm like, uh, she goes, can you make it? I go, I don't know. I can't because the schedule changes so much. So uh, and or I did not know the uh, the our, our broadcast schedule up till then. Uh, and then I, I held off on hotels. So now in Vegas, the hotels are astronomical. A month ago, they were you could get them for a song. So it's going to be pa- crowded in there as well. Well, you're going to Vegas and that dovetails nicely into a question that we asked in the last episode of. I'm going to Vegas for basically 28 show. hours. Who who is the most likely to lose all their money gambling? Max, would it be you or who picks somebody from LAFC? Who is the most likely to lose all their money gambling? On the team? Yeah, yeah, sure. Or in the front office or maybe. <laughs> I wanted to keep it open ended to see if I could bait I you. I could say picking well, past uh, LAFC inside LAFC guest Will Kuntz. We were at Leon and uh, there was a little casino there. We spent a little time there. Yeah, it was fun. I'm we're all very limited. You know, it's like. There's well, a limit. He's a numbers guy. I feel like yeah. he's like he's sitting there doing the calculations in his head. Whereas you, you're just like, no, I'm lucky, baby. Put it yes. all on this. I number. was doing great in down there in that casino, and uh, I usually have like a hundred bucks, and I'll stop, maybe go over a bit sometimes, but never. I mean, I, I I'm always I always love going to the casino to see those guys that go way over the deep end. Yeah. I saw this one guy once, and he was like, you could see he'd lost everywhere, and he had like a hundred dollars left. He goes, ah. Puts it on the on red and the roulette comes black. He's like, oh. and I go, oh boy, that's not me. No sports gambling for me. A little blackjack. There's also those. Have you seen those little the little puppet horses that they have? Yeah, and they have it at the M gym. I love that. Of course you do. And you can sit there and you bet. And there's basically somebody determining how these horses win. There's no there's no luck. Yeah, please, please tell me you yell at the horses. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Max, for those that have, have not had the pleasure of sitting with Max during a, a soccer game, when he's not calling it, he just he just yells to yell. Like, there, there'll be, you know... A, I asked for three red cards and there, two penalties. There, yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be a foul, and it's a foul, but it's in the middle of the field, Max. Red card! Give that guy a red card! I'm like, red what card. are you talking about, Max? He goes, I don't know, just do it. Just do it. I'm just trying to get people riled up. Maybe the ref hears me. Yeah. It was a clear yellow card, but I asked for a red. Yeah, you did. And <laughs> as for penalties, just the ball just penalty. bouncing around. Penalty! He went down his penalty. <laughs> so it's kind of just for my own soundtrack. Well, you're fun because I, I, I'm trying to focus, and I'm like, is he for real right now? And then you kind of look over at me like, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I think we, we covered some. We'll, we'll, be, ba- around in the we'll be back. We'll, uh, I don't know if we're going to. We'll, we'll be back after the sporting game to, co- yes. to recap both. Yep. Uh, this hopefully episode, we'll get to talk to some look, one of the we, players we, on the road. We'll, we just talked about your travel arrangements in Vegas for like the past five minutes. So this episode is clearly over. I know this clearly is done. I just want to let you know what I'm going through because it's going to be a yep. very so on it Monday, could be a harrowing week. On Monday, we might maybe we don't use video for Max. Monday, I may just say I'm not making it. Oh, so you're going to make me. T- Jeez, 
Connor's going to take off for a couple of weeks. You're going to, I'm just going to be host of everything. I'll make it, I'll be, but it's going to be a gradual drive back from Sunday. Okay. My wife goes, oh, she goes, I got to drive out when I, when we get there and I hate driving out there. That's a great drive. The drive back is the, the stinker. Yep. You know, Don't people overserved. wallets are empty. Well, one way in, one way out. You're just sitting there. Yeah. The way in, you're like, yeah, all right, it's cool. Yeah. What am I going to do when I get there? You get the so. prize of seeing the lights all lit up. Yes. And you're coming back, That's you're good. just like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. So if you get a road trip, enjoy your summer. It's officially summer, so get out there. Get out and enjoy yourselves. You deserve it. You've done that. And get out Wednesday. I know there's single tickets available. Go get go yep. get see the game before. And we will be there. You'll be calling We'll it. be there. I'll be hanging out. Because you won't get another chance to July 17th, and then we'll come back ready to rock, hopefully with – Two or three or four wins under LAFC's belt. Yes, and a lot of goals. Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next week. Oh, yes! And knocked on the door.